This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Worried Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. I'm also here with Jared Davis. It's time to actually talk about the games. The games themselves. We got 12 of them coming up this season. I'm still getting used to Georgia being so early in the season, but, you know, it's, I guess, the fourth season or something crazy like that. We've done this, and it's still kind of weird. And then who knows next year what is you – know, actually, I think we already know. Do you do you remember what we're doing next year? Are we skipping Georgia? Wait, nah, I think we have Georgia, I think we have Georgia next we do year have as well, them. but I, I, okay. I don't know when. I don't know if it's staying at the early beginning of the season or not. But we do play them every. Uh, as of right now, we're going to play them. Continue to play them every okay. year, which I love. I mean, I feel like it'd be such travesty to lose that because of it being the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Um, yeah, you're right. We yeah, do if we have, start if we, we start winning any of them, I'll be I'll be happy keeping. It. <laughs> yeah, we got to start winning some of them. But yeah, it's I don't you don't want to lose that robbery. So I know, I know. And at some point, the tides will turn because can you say can you say that when talking about Auburn, oh, the gosh. tide will turn? I don't know if I, I can. Is that okay? The uh, the the freeze will come upon us. That's better. better. Is that better? That's much better. (laughs) I think you're probably going to keep your job still, but I just didn't know if you could actually say that or not. So yeah, I feel like it's borderline like cussing on the podcast. I know, I know. (laughs) Um. So overall, any of these games, and I'll just go list them off, and then we'll discuss them in detail. But UMass at Cal, Samford at Texas A&M. Georgia at LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State at Vanderbilt, at Arkansas. We'll have a home game against New Mexico State and then finish out with a home game against Alabama for the Iron Bowl. Of those games, what are the ones that you're like off the top of your head probably thinking that's going to be a hard game for Auburn? Um, is there any that, you know, I'm thinking obviously Georgia, Bama, just the hard nature of you know they're recruiting constantly but any others besides that that, that you're kind of looking at and questioning can we uh, actually come out with a win there yeah i mean can we come out with a win i think i think the only two that you're not going to win most likely uh probably three uh uga at lsu and bama um you could we honestly probably be easier to beat bama because it's at home uh the at lsu is going to be difficult uh, we're not going to beat Georgia this year. Um, I think really the ones that scare me more are the ones that, okay, you you, you really got to win some of these if you want to have a winning season, and that's your Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas. Those are your games where, I mean, I'm, I'm counting Vandy as a win, but those are the games where you got to, you know, you, you could win or lose those. Yeah. Um, and it- you really almost need to go perfect in them. I hate to say it. I know. Well, and there's some people, just the pessimists out there that are already just like, can we do it with this roster because of how much it flipped? I think you have a much better shot at at those games than we did even last year. And look at us last year. We scrapped together five wins, and that's all in part to Cadillac taking over that team and just doing what he had to. Um, and, I, and I think that that's honestly a big – reason why we're in this spot right now because of the continuity that Cadillac brought to 
Hugh Freeze. And Hugh Freeze, I think if it wasn't his very first hire, it was like right after he said, Cadillac, you're staying on staff because he just sees the value in him, uh, not only from a coaching the running backs, but just overall the team mentality, keeping that kind of going um, was super key. Um, but kind of going back to the question, you know, about which games do you think are the hardest? I, I agree. I think Georgia Bama, obviously, even though they're at home, you just never know. Um, so you, you give us a little bit of a shot, but like those are going to be tough. Um, in my mind, it's closely followed by LSU at LSU because LSU squeaked out somehow <laughs> after we almost beat them last year was a 10 win season. And you're thinking, that that LSU team that we faced last year was not the LSU team that finished out the season. And the team that finished out last season for LSU was mighty good. And you're scared of them because they even brought down Bama. So I, I think we, we've got our hands full with them. Um, and then, of course, at Texas A&M, you just never really know. Um, I mean, Texas A&M last year struggled a lot. But they have so much talent that bring in – some new offensive coordinator, you know, somebody who has a bad history, even worse than Hugh Freeze in my mind. And you might be good. I don't know. That's up for debate. So, um, but actually let's start digging into those games. Uh, Auburn starts out with UMass uh, September 2nd. It'll be a 2.30 central time game on ESPN. Uh, last year, UMass was 1-11. and 11. Just 1-11. and 11. And I fully expect Auburn to just run the score up on them. This will be a good good point to even throw in some secondary or second stringers. Um, just kind of see what you got. So that's what I expect out of this first, first game, even though it's under a new coaching staff, new offense, new defense. Come on. Like, it's UMass. They, they were 1-11. So I'll go ahead and put out my score prediction of Auburn winning this game by 45 points. I think the line right now is right around 39, 40 points. So I think we can do this um, and do it pretty convincingly. But, Jared, what's kind of your thoughts on this UMass game? Uh, I'm going to go 50. Hey, love it. Yeah, win by 50. I, I think that it. I think it's going to be run heavy. I think Hugh is going to want to send a message. Um, yeah, I mean, Hugh's a guy that he's not going to be like Gus, right? I mean, if I don't think, especially – this is his comeback story for him personally, right? So mm-hmm. if he can put a stamp on it, I think he's going to. I don't think he's going to ever let off the gas. And in this game, I think the um, I think the running game is just going to be too dominant. Um, and, yeah, so I, I think we'll probably win that one by 50. Yeah. Um, so I got a little little question for you. Do you know what UMass's mascot is? It's the Minuteman, right? You got it. I'm impressed. Well done. Woo-hoo. Well done. What do I win? Do I win it? I should have asked before I told uh, you the answer. No, no, co- no free coffee for you. Sorry, you, you lost that that privilege. Okay, well that was. I guess still, I get the uh, I get the prize of being correct. I guess that's fair. And I, okay. I had to. I mean, you know, I had to look it up. So I was I'll take that. <laughs> well, they they used to be good in basketball, so that's the only reason I know anything about UMass. But yeah, yeah. I think that's where uh, Calipari came from, wasn't it? Uh, I believe he coached maybe. at UMass at some point. Anyways, for Kentucky's coach. Anyways, whatever. I'm rambling now. Um, so let's get back to football. <laughs> Who cares about Calipari? Bruce Pearl know, right? owns Calipari. We he all know does. that. He does. I agree. Uh, 
let's talk about the next game. Game number two, September 9th, will be against Cal. And uh, they, again, mascot, Golden Bears. I had to look that one up. I was like, I, I know they're like a yellow and blue team, but I had no idea what their mascot was. So there you go. Fun facts. Um, that game, super late. If you haven't already complained about it, I'm going to complain about it right now because it is just ridiculous here on the East Coast for Jared and I. That'll be 1030 <laughs> Eastern time, start time. That's not ending. That means yep. starting the game. Yep. I've already been stockpiling my coffee for that. <laughs> it's going to have to just have like a continuous flow going. Yeah, I'm going to have to save it right now. I'm a Mountain Dew guy. I've been saving up some Baja Blast. I'm going to save some Baja Blast for that day. Yeah, Just give me that yeah. extra kick. I mean, I'm I'm usually going to bed at the time it's kicking off. So <laughs> It's nuts. It's just crazy. Because that, that game, you know, if it's a typical football game, it's going to literally, for us, on the East Coast, finish at like 1.30. Yep. That is absurd. Hopefully, like, we'll be, it'll be well in hand and I can go to bed early. Yeah, that would be but, amazing. Like, what if we go up like 28 to 7 or something in the first half? And you're like, all right, cool. It's uh, midnight. I'm going to sleep. I well, would love that. I got a little bit of anxiety seeing Harson give up a lot of 28. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, oh, I don't man. know. I don't know what my comfort zone is. It's going to take a few years to get over some of those debacles. But, the, the trauma we've experienced. As, uh, yes. Like, yes. I, I was talking with one of my Auburn, other Auburn fans. And, uh, you know, it's just like the ups and downs. Like we, we could just get hurt. And especially after rough seasons, like we use this off season, almost like heal. And I feel like this is like a healing summer for a lot of Auburn fans. Like we're healed up, ready to go. And we're just ready for the, for more hurt, but hoping for not. (laughs) So it's just crazy. Um, Before history is written, It's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. But let's actually talk about this game instead of our feelings because we came here to talk about other stuff, right? Yeah. Um, Cal last year finished four and eight, two and seven in their conference. Um, they haven't had a winning season the last three seasons under their head coach, uh, Justin Wilcox. Um, so I, that by itself doesn't scare me. And I think the only thing in my mind is us traveling all the way across the country to California to play a football game. I think that's the only thing that honestly scares me. If we met, in Texas, or we met somewhere else, a neutral site, I'd be like, all right, cool, no problem. But just because we're going all the way to Cal, I think that's the only reason I question if we can win this game. Is that a fair assessment, or are there other concerns that I think people are thinking we might lose this game to Cal? I don't know anything about them, but we should never lose to Cal, ever, period. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, just the talent gap, right? So, uh, but... The you made a great point. the The reason it could happen is you're flying about as far away as you can from home. Um, it's second game of a new, entirely new staff. I mean, every staff and players, the whole thing's new, right? Um, so you're gonna leave the comfort of Jordan Hare. You just played UMass, and now you got to fly across country. You got to play Cal. It's at night. 
you know, how do you handle all that? I, I, I mean, I don't think we blow them out. I think we do get the victory. I think it's probably a little sloppy. Um, but yeah, we should win that ball game. It's, I'm not trying to knock Cal. Like I don't mean, but look, the talent, they don't even, they're probably not going to have a conference. Like they're, they're the four members left over, um, from the pack four now. And you know, it's just not as big of a deal to them football. So it, it we should win that ball game. Yeah. When I, I was just looking up Cal's football stadium, it literally looks like, I don't know, like a, I don't know. It, it looks not, it's better than high school field. Don't get me wrong, but like it, it's, it's not anywhere close to like what Jordan hair looks like. No, it's got a cool backdrop. It doesn't have like mountains in the back or something. Yeah. It's, it's got uh, some interesting, like actual nice like city features and like, yeah, it, it's kind of, but from a football, I'm like, they don't even have an upper deck. So it I mean, probably not that it means more anything. than Vandy. Cause Vandy now, <laughs> No oh, gosh. Have you seen where they haven't even finished the construction, so they're basically only going to be able to do twenty five thousand fans or something like that. That's anyway. so funny to me. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, the joke is, the football players instead of wearing helmets, they'll have to wear the hard hats. Yeah, they got to wear the hard hats. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's only Vandy, right? So, anyways. oh man, like th- that's nuts. And, and Vandy's stadium is honestly comparable. If you ever seen Vandy Stadium, kind of looks like what Cal Stadium is. Um, but either way, I think Auburn's going to win this one. Um, kind of like you, um, I'm going to put the prediction out there. I think we win by seven points. I hope it's more, but I, I think like you, I'm a little worried about us just traveling out there and this will be the first true test of Peyton Thorne in this offense, um, against a pretty decent opponent. So what's kind of, what's going to be your prediction for this game? I think the run game doesn't – sloppy and not pretty, but I think we win by 13. I think the run game does enough to make it double digits, but yeah, we're not going to walk away from that with championship aspirations or by any means. But, um, yeah, I think we win by 13. Yeah. I mean, I think if we, we somehow ended up beating them by more than 13, I think Auburn fans are going to be like, natty, here we come. And I'll be oh, like, well, guys, yeah, be, calm yeah. your horses. We just beat – a team that was four and eight last season and their yeah, coach is, is on the hot seat. Come on. Yeah. Like it's no stop. Just stop. Just, like, just win and get out of there and let's move on to the next. Yeah. Yeah. Third game of the season is uh Sanford and they are the Bulldogs. We're doing all sorts of uh, fun facts here. Um, we faced them. What was it? Like a few years ago, had a scare against them. Actually one of, it was really cool. I think I've shared this before, but one of the guys I went to high school with, uh, played at Sanford and when I was a student uh, during that game he got to get out and actually got a tackle which was really cool because he was just a walk-on um, that's cool so man. It, it's there's some like good stories there but this ain't gonna be a good story for Sanford we're gonna crush them I think we're gonna crush them by 28 points is gonna be my prediction even though Sanford last season they finished 11 and 2 and perfect 8-0 in their conference uh, and they even made it made a run at the FCS playoff. Uh, I think they made it to the second round there. So I mean that they, they did things. This is a new season. They're not facing another FCS opponent. They're facing a FBS opponent in Auburn football. I don't think it's going to be that close. I think we're going to put them out. Again, final prediction: twenty eight points. What's your thoughts, Jared? Yeah, these teams are kind of weird, aren't they? An option style team. I um, I haven't looked them up in a while. 
They might be. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume they are from my. So those are that, that's a control the clock type game. It's unique and you don't see them all the time. That's Georgia Southern used to give Georgia fits all the time and nowhere near the caliber of talent. So I'm probably gonna hover there around with you just so we're not the same. I'll say 30 points. Um, I mean that's a game where you know talent top to bottom it should be probably 60 points. But just the style is so unique if they still do run that option. So. Um, yeah, I think 30 points on that one. Just get the job done and get out of there. Yeah. Um, and especially I'm thinking about this is a game that I, I fully expect. I think all five of our running backs that are on scholarship, they're going to get a good bit of carries. I, I don't foresee us necessarily having to air the ball out a whole lot. Um, and, and we should be able to get it done against Sanford. Fourth game of the season is Texas A&M at Aggie land over there in college station, Texas. Uh, that'll be September 23rd. And uh, this one right now is, a, is kind of an interesting one because of Texas A&M. Think about last season. They were finished uh, five and seven. Um, it was, you know, Cadillac's essentially come out game of just like, I'm, I'm here and I'm saving this team. The whole Auburn family decided to come around him and, uh, you know, got that W um, which it's just still an amazing story. It gives me chills just thinking about it. Um, but this is a new season, new coaching staff. Um, but at the same time, okay, so this is, this is again, one of those, like, there's a lot of people that are high on Texas A&M and I haven't bought into that. Like right now they're preseason ranked 23rd. Did you look at their season last year? Did you see the talent level there? No doubt on paper. They should be winning more than five games, but in practice, did they? No, they did not. And that that's why I'm like, I, I'm not as scared of Texas of Texas A&M as I think other people are. Yeah. Sure. Is Jimbo Fisher good? Is Bobby Pacino a good offensive coordinator? Yeah. But he, he hasn't necessarily coached at this level in a, in a decent bit. So like, I don't know. Is that just a move by Jimbo to save his butt? I think so. Um, and then you, you factor into all of that Texas A&M's run defense was absolutely terrible last season and odds are they're probably going to be out the same this year that's Auburn's strength if we can run the ball against Texas A&M and do it consistently yeah good luck Texas A&M um, so I'm ultimately putting a W on this one even though I think a lot of people may not think we really have a shot I think we, we pull out a win it's either going to be a three point or a seven point for the official prediction, I'll say three points that Auburn wins this game. But, Jared, what's your thoughts on the Texas A&M game going out to College Station? Um, I would be more confident if they didn't hire Petrino. I, I think Jimbo's offense is done. I think it doesn't work anymore. And he yeah. was – I just – I don't think Jimbo – one thing that's going to – I don't think Jimbo and Bobby are, are real, like – likable guys either one of them yeah like they feel like i mean they i've said this before but like they both of them feel like slimy used car salesmen so you are correct so i'm I'm banking on the team not totally buying into either one of their philosophies but if the team does buy into bobby's philosophy bobby's a master of those crossing underneath routes i mean he he torched us and alabama at arkansas when they had that tall quarter ballot or something um, Bobby, Bobby's a good ball coach as far as X's and O's. So he scares me a little bit. I'm just going to bank on the team, not fully buying in. I don't know what's going on at A&M, but they have so much talent. I mean, they lost to 
They who they lose to last year, like a one double or FCS team. Oh yeah, that was. was that, it, or did they? It was like an I FCS team. Yeah, I'm. I'll, I'll look it up in a sec. Yeah, I'm blanking on who it was. I mean, that stuff shouldn't happen. They're loaded with talent. I just don't think there's a lot more that goes into it, and I don't know that they're buying in down there. Um, I feel like I feel like Jimbo would have been let go if his contract wasn't so ridiculous. But um, I think you're right. I mean, I think, and I'm probably wishfully thinking you're right, but I, I think Hugh is Hugh may be the top four coach in this league, top four or five coach in this league for X's and O's, and I think he can go out there and put together a plan. He can win the winnable games, and this is a winnable game. Um, I think we win. I'm going to pick us by six. Yeah. And it was against App State early in the season. App State, so they're not FCS. They're they're they've moved up, but yeah, you shouldn't lose still, to App State at home. I mean, like if Auburn lost to App State, we would be laughing stock. And guess what? Our UGA friends and Bama friends would never let us down. Like yeah, that yeah. that's you the kind of thing that, that I'm like that should never happen at Texas A&M ever, ever. No. But Especially, they do keep getting the benefit of the doubt. They keep popping up in all these rankings, and um, they have. The best they've done, they had a really good year, the COVID year. And they had a really good year. They had a senior line, senior quarterback. You know, they played Clemson close. I mean, they had some. They had a good year. But outside of that, I mean, they've, they've kind of been hit and miss and, and a lot of miss. Yeah. I mean, considering that with – and I'm just thinking about like in the NIL era. Like you've got Texas oil money. Like I've been to Texas A&M. It's a nice campus. There's a lot of money there. And you can't – like you know get the top level talent which you know they've definitely started to get some more of that but actually like it doesn't matter if you get a five star if they don't produce on the field then they're pointless Uh, so that's the thing that i i again i'm i'm pretty similar to you i don't know if the team is going to buy into whatever jimbo and bobby petrino are kind of pitching to them i mean especially if things start going south early in the season which auburn can be a part of that if Auburn gets this win, I think Texas A&M starts to nosedive, and that's the end of Jimbo Fisher's probably head coaching career, at least at the SEC level. Um, because, I mean, they're they're seeing how much of – I mean, I, I still, like, maybe I'm a little scarred by the 2013 National Championship against FSU, but, like, Jimbo Fisher is just a slimy person, and I do not like him. And so – him being at Texas A&M makes me dislike Texas A&M and Texas A&M generally as a school is pretty darn similar to Auburn. Very friendly people, likable people for the most part. Like everything is likable about it. And then you put in somebody like Jimbo Fisher, who's just, I don't know, just, just his personality like rubs me the wrong way. So agreed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's talk about the fifth game against uh, Georgia that will be at home uh, September 30th. Uh, this will be, I think, is our fourth season against uh, Georgia. That's kind of earlier in the season. Again, still getting used to that. We'll see how that goes. Um, I think, if anything, that may benefit Georgia just because Auburn has so many question marks still. 
of what is our offense going to look like necessarily under a new offensive coordinator, under Peyton Thorne, but you never know. It's five games into the season. That's a, that's when the offense usually starts to kind of figure itself out. Um, obviously, Georgia last year went undefeated, national champions, and our Georgia friends over here in Atlanta for both Jared and I do not ever let us forget about it, and I just want to <laughs> beat them so bad right now. Just, ugh, so much. Okay, over. I'm I'm over with the, over? the little you good? my rage. You good? Yeah, I, I might have like turned into the Green Hulk for a second, and then you know <laughs> turned down to Bruce Banner for a second. Yeah, I think I'm good now. Okay, you're good. Okay, I right. uh, I I feel all that with you as well, my friend. Yeah, it's tough living in Georgia these days, but um, I I mean, listen, I, I think we may find out how important Stetson Bennett was. That, that's my hope. I think Stetson was a you know, Georgia's always had talent. Stetson came in and just was one of those guys that, like, the game was never done. I mean, they, they were getting blown out by a host state in the playoffs, and, you know, he he calms the sea, and he gets them back in it, and they win the ball game. I, you yeah. know, Carson Beck is a more talented guy than Stetson, but, you know, if Carson doesn't have that ability, then, yeah, they're, they're going to lose some games that they haven't been losing, and that could be one at a rival Auburn. But I can't predict it, man. I mean, I want to so bad. I know. I I think it's probably going to be, you know, probably closer than Georgia fans would think going in. They've had our number for so long, but I think Georgia probably wins by ten or thirteen. I'll I'll say thirteen. Um, and people are like, that's not close. I mean, that you know, for I mean, Auburn's not been good, right? <laughs> so, I I think if I think if we only lose to Georgia by thirteen, I hate that that's where we're at right now. But I would say that's probably a good thing, honestly. Yeah, well, and, and Kirby Smart has had Auburn's number, right. it feels like, for a very long time. Almost, it feels like, his whole tenure at Georgia. And this is, like, even even in times when Auburn should, on paper, beat Georgia, somehow Kirby comes out and beats us. And it, it, it's just really annoying um, because you're thinking, we have a legitimate chance and we blow it. Um, I'm For this season, though, I'm kind of in the same camp as you. Like Georgia by far right now is way more talented than us. Hugh Freeze is closing that gap for Auburn, but to do it, he's had to bring in transfers. And I think for longevity of Auburn's program, if we can just show some sort of competitive nature against Georgia at home, I would love that. And if we can somehow come out with a win, which I don't think we'll probably do in this game, but if we somehow would, this would be, easily one of the biggest statements in the whole nation you know not only are you beating a national champion but it's a new coach Hugh Freeze doing it at Auburn in his first season I mean if you could somehow come out with that storylines everywhere that Hugh Freeze coach for the year coach of the year if he pulls that off yeah it's Auburn fans are going to start saying silly things yeah yeah but again like I don't see that happening Unless something miraculously happens where Auburn's quarterback is just clicking and our run game's doing things to Georgia that it's never done before, which, again, Kirby's, again, had our number. Um, but, but really, this – this I mean, I want college football to get back to, to this level. Like, that used to be the Auburn – there's been many a times where Auburn shouldn't have been in a game, Georgia shouldn't have been in the game, and they win it. And, like, that used to be what it was, right? It was a good rivalry. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Mark Rick came in and shut that down, and I don't know how because there were many of Georgia teams that had no business winning and Jordan Hare, and they would win on like a, a punt return because nobody oh, can move the ball. And I'm like, it's those games that hurt. Kirby's teams have been pretty loaded. Um, it's been hard to beat them, but we lost so many that we shouldn't have at home. And so it's a lopsided rivalry right now, not much of a rivalry, honestly. And we need to get back to protecting our home turf. Hugh is good enough, and I'll tell you, Kirby struggled at Bama with the hurry up, no huddle. We really, you know, when he went to Georgia, we haven't had really a hurry up, no huddle to go against him. And that Hugh's going to run that. I mean, Ohio State spread him out and really torched him in the passing game. So it's really going to come down to what can Peyton Thorne do because you can't just line up and run against them. They're just too talented yeah. up front. But I do think they are susceptible in the passing game. And it's really going to – what's Peyton Thorne, what what level is he at, you know, by, by that game? Yep. Uh, again, it's five games into the season. At that point, he's really only had a couple tests of Texas A&M and Cal. I mean, maybe that's enough for Auburn to know its identity. I mean, uh, you just don't know. I mean, the the what he did, Peyton Thorne at Michigan State, you know, the numbers to back up his passing ability, they definitely showed he could do it. And especially when you have that run game going um, – Peyton Dorn's a big threat because he doesn't have to necessarily rely on his arm the whole time. Um, and yet he can still pass the ball, um, put it in spots that our big wide receivers that we've recruited um, and gotten for transfers will really, really help. All right. So we've now have reached week six, which is technically a bye week. So uh, I fully expect Jared and uh, we'll, we'll see if we can come up with some fun topics for that week um, to talk about. Because bye week's always fun. Um, I think we win that week. I'm predicting us to win. Love it. Love it. I'll put a W down for you. Uh, <laughs> and then the next week, we've got LSU. And LSU will be October 14th. Uh, LSU last season, you know, again, thinking back on last season where we almost beat them. Um, and we sh- probably should have beaten them. Um, that was kind of a turning point in my mind for LSU's season. LSU, after they beat Auburn and had the comeback win, when honestly, Brian Harson had LSU dead in their rights. Um, but, you know, they just kept clawing back. You saw it coming from a mile away. Like, I even remember after that game, one of the Auburn fans, like, walking out of the stadium, I overheard him talking to a buddy. And this guy's an Auburn fan wearing all Auburn clothes. He said, man, it's just tough to be an Auburn fan. I might turn to be a Bama fan. And I was like, no. That is no, like, I think you just bought that shirt and wore it. Like, I, I, <laughs> come on, dude. Come on, dude. Um, yeah. But the one thing, and I'll, I'll say this about the Brian Harson era in LSU, he did give us finally a win down Baton Rouge. And that's the only good thing as far as games go that I can really think, wow, that was pretty impressive. Well, I guess, bringing Bama was it to like four overtimes or whatever, but like you didn't win the game, so it wasn't matter. Win the game, yeah. His lack of coaching players what to do by staying in bounds and stuff, you know, it's just yeah. <laughs> anyway, but uh, he yeah. uh, <clears throat> he had Houdini on his side in LSU, and he he let that quarterback go. So I'm you know it's hard to praise him too much, but you are correct. I mean, we did win at LSU. We went at Baton Rouge. I hadn't done that in over 20 years, so. You know, that's off our back, right? Like, you can go down there and win, but I, I don't think we do. I mean, I, I don't like their coach either, but I think he's he's just a winner. 
I think he, he's going to have his teams are usually fundamentally sound. You're right. We should have beat him at Auburn last year. In fact, I think Robbie had a blindside sack fumble that led to a score, and that really turned the game. We were about to blow. Yeah. I mean, Robbie had over 350 yards passing. Yep. Um, yeah. So, you know, it could we could win it. I just don't predict us to win that one down there. It's just going to be tough. Probably a night game. Um, yeah, I'm going to say they they went by that one by ten. Yeah. Uh, the the part that scares me the most is just the Baton Rouge kind of environment. Um, and, and not to say that it's impossible, but especially if that's a night game, you just it's it's next to impossible to, to win down in Baton Rouge. Um, and, and they're going to have so much talent down at LSU. I mean, they've always had really solid defense, and they've got some really solid talent that's returning, and they're going to have some seniority there. Um, but besides that, I mean, I, I still have some questions of, like, can their quarterback, Jaden Daniels, who really took over that offense for, for them, you know, he had, what was it, more than 3,800 yards total offense and 29 combined touchdowns. He can move the ball. And that's the part that scares me. If he, he comes back this next season and is just as good, if not better, LSU is a contender. They're going to be a contender in the playoffs. I mean, even preseason, they're kind of in this, I think I've seen fifth, at least in the, I think the AP poll. So they're, they, they're going to be very good. Um, I'm going to go with that same prediction of, I think LSU is going to win by 10. Um, I think Auburn does try and they're going to put up an effort, but I mean, LSU, I just don't necessarily see it. I think the, the only thing that might even keep it maybe closer is we're coming off of a bye week. And that's two weeks to prepare for LSU, um, but I, even then, I don't, I don't know if that's enough to help us over the over the edge and kind of get that win. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.